This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. Okay, Kyle, let's get this done as fast as we can. I'm leaving for vacation in 12 hours. <laughs> I don't want, I'm done with this week. I'm sick of this week. I'm over it. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome oh, to Off the oh, Break Podcast. Hello. <laughs> It's been it's been one of those weeks inside of two and a half days. <laughs> yeah, poor Ken. He has his uh, beach hat. He has the shades. He has the dad shorts on. He was ready to go, and then he keeps getting bombarded with calls before he's off on his family vacation. It was, you know, we have days where we go on runs where it's like consistent, like pick up phone, answer problem, dial new phone number. Mm-hmm fix that problem but then receive another problem or miss a call to for an, a, yet another problem and it it feels like one of those days seen as how i was on the phone for four and a half hours but it was like 12 different calls <laughs> it just kept going and going and going it's like just just kill me now kill me before vacation and my five inch inseam dad shorts are out there <laughs> Skies out, thighs out. I'm ready to go. I'm 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 gonna be happy for you guys to get the break that you deserve. You guys have been working hard since post pandemic for the industry, for your clients, and it'll be good for you guys to take a nice mental break for the week. I'm gonna see if that insurance that actual phone insurance actually works and just smash this thing when I get on the airplane because <laughs> toss it into the ocean dramatically. Just, just leave it at the gate. Just like <laughs> hand it to the hand it to the person checking us in. You may now board. Can you hold this for me? I'll be back in five I'll, days. I'll be, right back. <laughs> I'll be off this gate in seven days for my phone back, please. Well, we're fortunate that you're here for one episode for this week before you take off. Next week we won't be around for a new episode. Uh, cause you will be back, but I will be gone. So we're just going to be not having a episode that week and then we'll come back the following weekend. Yeah. Just in time for hopefully a, uh, Shazam review and a, maybe a John Wick review if we do it after the fact. I think I can make it work. I'll be there opening night. That's for sure. Uh, uh for but, John Wick. Yeah. That's what I'm pumped about. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be what the longest of the th- Four and it might be the, longer than one and two put together. I was gonna <laughs> it's say a long movie. The first, the first one is just so perfect, and it's like ninety minutes. A uh, former assassin tries to kill people who killed his dog, and then the third one. I don't even know what the third one's about. I literally just re- rewatched it like a month ago, yeah. and it's awesome. But it's two and a half hours of just action that i have no idea what the context for anymore no and they don't that that was the brilliance of this whole thing is that they they have exposition in the film like they obviously tell you who he is who the character is Mm. but they don't go beyond that they give you like a hint of what like in then in two and three they give you like a hint of what the world looks like like a hint of how this works a hint of how these things work but it's like there is no overthinking in these movies like this is a big guy that he has to kill. This is a guy with swords that he has to kill. This is a guy that is a more proficient martial artist than he is that he has to kill. He is completely outnumbered here, and he has to kill all of these people, and he does it every time, and I, I love it. The overthinking goes into planning how the action looks and not mattering on character development or world building to a degree. Um, and not many people can pull it off, but somehow John Wick keeps doing it, so... Even for it being the longest movie of the four, I got to be excited for it because the action's going to be amazing. I feel like these are built specifically around 
like action ideas like michael bay's movies are specifically built around like i want an explosion in the desert that is the biggest explosion that's ever existed and then that's how transformers 2 was made yes (laughs) i want i want an ambulance driving through a boat on a freeway bad boys 2 like (laughs) that's that's how these and that's how they made the john wicks they're like done (laughs) we need somebody to shoot up a turkish bath at midnight with neon everywhere perfect Okay. okay, what's the rest of the movie? Well, we got Keanu Reeves to sign on. Okay, done. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll figure work, the rest out as we go. We'll work something around that. <laughs> and and then we have Shazam before that, which will be fun. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I like that movie, so I'm looking forward to it. I know. Cody's excited about it, too. It's just not... I want more out of my superhero movies. That's I just, fair. I think it's just going to be kind of soft. I, uh, yeah, I can see that. It's going to have a solid opening. It's going to be a 50 to 60, you know, hey, 70 million. I mean, we surprised by Creed with its PG-13. I mean, it did an awesome number. Yeah, did, but hopefully, did the best of the three. Hopefully Shazam does that too. But you actually saw it. Mm-hmm. So you can give me uh, your some insight into this movie because it, it got great reviews. It did awesome uh, grossing-wise, like I just said, mm-hmm. way above expectations and... And it was across the board. This wasn't one that worked places, didn't work other places. It worked everywhere, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad it seems to have clicked for everyone because I'm in the same camp with really enjoying this uh, uh, this iteration or iteration, this um, newest movie into the Third franchise. installment. Third installment. Thank you. The I sequel, guess. sequel, a trequel. <laughs> okay, Kyle, enough with your big words. <laughs> You're no critic. I'm going to make crap up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, w- I would say that I probably love the first two Creeds even more, but that's not saying anything poorly about Creed 3 because I think Michael B. Jordan does a really great job at continuing this story of Adonis Creed post-retirement um, and having an arc where it hinders back to his childhood growing up and dealing with a fall out with a best friend of his and that leads to like the big climatic fight which is between michael b jordan and jonathan majors as we've seen in the trailers but um i really liked michael b jordan's voice being put into this movie as compared to how it felt in the last two movies at the same time it still felt like it was a good flow and didn't feel jarring like a big difference mm-hmm. um but for his first time directing i thought he had some really nice touches he still made the boxing scenes excellent but he also added his own Uh, flavor on making the action look really good and the dilemma between um the two main characters played by jordan and by jonathan majors they just have terrific chemistry they really make the movie very interesting and i i really like the relationship that they explored in it so i wouldn't say it's the best of the three but i still think it's a really good entry into um this now trilogy of movies that is a pretty solid trilogy i would say yeah very well done and it has room. I mean, you never thought that Rockies had room after after Rocky Four. You didn't think there would be a Rocky Five. After yeah. Rocky Five, you didn't think there would be a Rocky Balboa. <laughs> after Rocky Balboa, you were for sure certain there would not be anything else in the series. Mm-hmm. But these uh, Creed Creed and Creed Two um, were the second and third highest rated in the Rocky series behind the original Rocky on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So. I mean, Ryan Coogler knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was... So this, I mean, obviously wasn't a disappointment. It was entertaining and... Very kept entertaining, the, yeah. You know, and it's it's crazy that they can do this with 
a boxing movie in 2023. Like Certainly. boxing is nowhere near the the top 10 as far as sports viewing. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, even in terms of sports movies, it's not like we're seeing a whole lot of them in theaters these days. Um, no, maybe, very maybe few just, and far between. Yeah, maybe just the few where it's like a family type movie in Christmas, but there used to be a lot more, I thought, and now it feels like it's once in a blue moon. And it's nice to see that they can still work, but on top of that, uh, the Creed franchise seems to be delivering like boxing for audiences. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to get a chance to see this. <laughs> this was, that was my plan last last Friday. I'm like, I'm going to see this, and then mm-hmm. I look up and it is six thirty. <laughs> I'm still working a little. It's like, oh yeah, I I should probably pay attention to my children. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey kids, how would you like to see a boxing movie? Like, what's boxing? <laughs> yeah. Are we wrapping presents? Yeah, no. That is so far outside of their purview. You could say it's a gift from Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. That's ex- how I would describe it. <laughs> well. It's great. It's a great movie. Good, good. And you saw the uh, another one, too. You saw Operation Fortune. Last night. Awesome. Got a cheap ticket off of it. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Well, it's Guy Ritchie, so you expect a certain amount of violence a certain amount of mm-hmm. story surprises not mm-hmm. not big surprises and a, a an over the top amount of swearing mm-hmm. <laughs> so we they hit all the marks and they hit one of the three marks and oh, that's no. the overabundance of swearing oh no it's odd it's <laughs> an odd guy Ritchie movie but i i think i liked it <laughs> because oh no <laughs> the guy Ritchie isms in terms of how he utilizes characters and like the rifts between each other. I think they worked really well with this cast and they really made me enjoy this movie along with um, some good action sequences. That I wouldn't say are his best, but I still would enjoy watching them again. Um, but it did have this feeling of not feeling like Guy Ritchie at the same time, which coming from me, I can be pretty hit and miss when it comes to his movies. But when he really hits, I really appreciate it. And here, it just felt like it was very middle, just very uh, um, bland in a sense. And even though I still liked it for the most part, I could still recognize that there was something missing, especially from a director with his certain style. Mm -hmm. I think editing had something to do with it. It felt like there was issues behind the scenes to where they were trying to make the story a bit more coherent, but it somehow kind of became foggy and vague. I mean, the, it, it's kind of, it was kind of the same as Top Gun in a weird way to where they're like, here's the bad guy, here's what we need to get, but we're not going to say what it is exactly. And mm-hmm. they like barely mention what it is in like the final act of the movie. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's the thing they get. Sure, why not? Like, it's not that big of a surprise reveal. So I would just call it an odd movie from him, but still one that I found enjoyment out of. Yeah, so the, it sounds similar to... Um, one of his other pandemic releases, which was Wrath of Man, yeah, with Statham also, yeah, where it was it was good, it was entertaining, but it was missing something. It, it's interesting with Wrath of Man because I think it was it just felt like such a departure from what he usually feels like, but it still works really well, and mm-hmm. I probably like that one more than this one. But I get where you're coming from to where it it does kind of feel like it was a pandemic effect, so to speak, to where. People were just off their game. <laughs> yeah. But then in the middle of those two releases, he had The Gentleman, which I would put up there as, I, I would put it as my favorite of his movies. 
Okay. Because he, I mean, yeah, Snatch is great. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is great. Yeah. But that one had the budget and all the actors. Yeah. Like, and, it has and it had all the, the production And it had quality. the flavor, too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that's, so, it's like, but that's in the middle of these two, which is kind of like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, what, what happened in between... Just, All three of those movies, I guess. In, like, it's just a weird behind-the-scenes thing. You kind of want to know. He's just one of these up-and-down directors where he has, you know, that could be hits. It. He he hit, hits and misses, and it it's, it's there's no correlation between any sort of yeah. the pandemic. You know, we had a good one and a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could just be at the end of the day. Like, sometimes it's just not a good day at the office, and that's okay. And like I said, I still wound up enjoying it. Um, I do wish this could have been like an August release. And I think if they gave it a little bit more marketing, like in the August season, I think this one would have done well. I mean, it grows 2.9 million so far or whatever. It easily could have been like a 5 million movie, but it's just such a dead zone that I feel like it would have done a little bit better and more people would have known about it as compared to just dumping it in the crowded month of March two weeks before yeah. it releases. Yeah, no, it was just the, just the concern with this one because this was an STX title. It floated out there. It got released by Lionsgate over or by STX overseas, I believe. I yeah. don't think it was even Lionsgate. I think it was still the old STX. Mm. Released it overseas when they were able to open, um, but New York and LA were still closed. So they waited on the US, and then STX went away during that time. And now it's Lionsgate, and they're like, "We have like a lot of movies coming out. Yeah, like we either have to do this." And I, I get there, like we we harped on them last week about wait to save this like this is an april or october movie like put it in these seasons when we have room for Mm -hmm. it and can promote it but i also get why they're like just put this thing out there like if if they're they're a mid-level film company if they're looking for stock prices to go up if they're looking to do something in order to get some attention for an an amazon to pick them up like amazon picked up united artists sure you know it's like we had six releases this year Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like Six looks better than five. Five looks better than four. Like you have to do those things, and I get it. It's just for sure such a weird release area, and to have it not make three million dollars in its opening weekend is, you know, hopefully they didn't pay a lot for it. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> Jason Statham's expensive. <laughs> I bought the S off the STX building for thirteen hundred dollars, so I'm sure they didn't pay a lot for this. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but man, is that a good brag. <laughs> it's 16 feet tall. It won't fit through the door. I'm not sure what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just the S. <laughs> no one will know what it's from, but I will. Off the break podcast. Okay, so now I just have to find 17 other film companies to go out of business. <laughs> so I can start buying these letters. It's going to be the best game of Scrapple ever. <laughs> yeah biggest game of scrabble ever. <laughs> yeah the biggest <laughs> all right well we had an article that you sent me um from variety that was uh well just tell everybody about the article and then i'll i'll rip them a new one so this is an article from variety with the headline saying could mediocre movies save movie theaters ticket to paradise a man called Otto, and 80 for brady say yes so when you first read the headline it's a good clickbaity headline for sure but it's not the headline that I think we would all say is necessarily correct. Um, but when you read the article, what they're getting at is that there is kind of this quote-unquote lost art of movies specifically for the adult audiences to where 
it brings them comfort and enjoyment not in the movie it's not just in the movie itself but also in the movie going experience and in 2022 we have been seeing the cases of the movies I just said, like taking the paradise, uh, um, a man called auto, et cetera, et cetera, where, uh, they, they, they kind of did bring back that adult audience. Um, maybe Elvis could be one of those to where it's the mid budget movies that get audiences interested in going out to the theaters to see something outside of a Marvel movie or a big spectacle CGI type of, um, film. So I think, what they were getting at made sense. And we've been talking about on this podcast for a while that it's nice to be seeing variety coming back to theaters to where it's encouraging audiences to come back, not just younger audiences, but also older audiences. Top Gun was really the catalyst of that. And then we saw it with the likes of Elvis. And then it trickled down to all these other movies that have just been listed. I just think the term mediocre is kind of weak. They are implying that these movies are necessarily great or awe-inspiring but that they do the job that they're supposed to do and bring audiences comfort and enjoyment and i get the description that they're going for but mediocre is a clickbaity word that i don't think gives justice to movies that are getting people into the theaters because by doing so it's showing that these movies really mean something and that they're going to stick around in the zeitgeist and in audiences minds more than say an especially mediocre movie that would land on streaming so that, 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 that was just something I thought we'd bring up here because I don't think the terminology is correct. No, it's such a turd of a word. Yeah. All right. The whole thing is garbage. Okay. So if you in the movies they used, Ticket to Paradise mm. is the one that really stuck out for me because where, where do you think Ticket to Paradise fell if, if I tell you that the, obviously the number one movie in the U.S. If for 2022 mm-hmm. was Top Gun Maverick? The number 100 movie of the year was The Whale as far as grossing Makes potential. Sense. Yeah. So where do you think Ticket to Paradise fell? I'm going to say 25th. Yeah, 28th. Oh! If, if 28th. It made, <laughs> six, it. it made $68 million. Yeah. Anything, anything in any business that makes $68 million if you use the word mediocre, you can screw off. Okay. <laughs> I get that is no matter what the quality is, that is a good number to have. Yeah. <laughs> 68 damn million dollars. And they're like, it's mediocre. Now, if you sat there and told me that she said that opened to $5 million, uh, the whale that opened to, that mm-hmm. played $5 million were mediocre movies. Yes, I agree. Those are mediocre performing films that probably had budgets similar to that. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But to say that a movie that made over $50 million is mediocre is garbage. Get out of here with that. I, I think they are going for saying that like the story itself is mediocre. Like it's not a movie that is going to stand the test of time. But even still, that's kind of a low blow. I mean, just because, you know, Ticket to Paradise isn't The Godfather that doesn't mean that someone isn't going, that was my favorite movie of the year, or that was a good time at the theater and it's made me want to go back to see more theater, uh, to see more movies in theaters. And Correct. the article does point this out too, that um, by having adults seeing these movies, these mid budget movies that are the comfort food and enjoying themselves, then it could encourage them to not stay at home as much. And they could go out to see something maybe like, Oh, the whale or she said, or, uh, um, tar in in that 
even if it's not comfort food, they still enjoy the experience of going out and that can encourage them to become experimental again. Yeah, no, in this year, 2023, the the key word that we're seeing from our release calendar is variety. Yeah. Diversity. Use whatever synonyms you want, mm-hmm. but there is not a, you know, you're not looking at um, Guardians of the Galaxy and you're going, yeah, that's exactly what a Marvel movie is because it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, Guardians stands on its own as far as having a huge cast and having a very diverse set of actors. And then you go to fast and furious, which is what it is, but then it's an African-American little mermaid. And then we have spider verse, which has a um, Hispanic African-American lead Mm -hmm. in an animated film. Like Mm -hmm. they're across the board. Like we've never seen a year like this for sure. And and no, none of these movies are the Godfather, but every movie I said is going to make more than a hundred million (laughs) dollars. What does mediocre mean to you? I mean, looking at the list of the the top 10 films from last year, Top Gun is going to be remembered moving forward. Yeah. I mean, into the 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 annals of history, we which, have Top Gun Maverick. Which, funny enough, this article does make it out to be like the, the pinnacle of yeah. like mediocre. And th- that made me roll my eyes a little. I was like, yeah, it's basic, but it rules. Like, come on. Yeah. And it also opened to... 150 million where spider <laughs> spider-man no way home opened to 250 million yeah which which spider-man is more responsible for top gun maverick existing than top gun maverick is for you know any other part if we didn't have top gun maverick 2022 would have sucked it would have been terrible yeah but we still had black panther doctor strange avatar that all grossed more than 400 million in 2022 it's not it I'm so glad we had it, but it wasn't the end all beat all for the the entire year. No, if you <laughs> if you define that year, I suppose not. But I do think it was a good launching point where it did encourage other people to be like, "Ooh, we had Top Gun in the theaters. What else is out there besides like another Disney Marvel movie?" Oh yeah, and no, I think it is absolutely. re-encouraging that behavior. But again, it's just using the clickbaity mediocre word that drives me nuts. I almost thought when I first read it that it was from like a younger person who wrote it who would have who 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 would sound like they just discovered what the Godfather is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they 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 just watch blockbuster uh superhero movies for as long as they've been growing up. No, I get it though. I mean And then the... they're like, "Hey, have you ever heard of the Godfather?" <laughs> I don't think I, I think this is an older person, but it just came across that way at first. Oh, yeah, but for sure if you go back, if you're I mean, my my generation, people younger than me, your generation, you probably didn't see The Godfather before you saw things like Goodfellas, like The Sopranos, like the things that they were built in the house that the Godfather made. Of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so then you go back to the Godfather and you're like, this is really boring compared to these other films. Like mm, it's sure. slower pacing. The story doesn't take off until the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have um, Sopranos where somebody gets killed every single 45 minute episode. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're not used to the, the slower paced yeah, model the, storytelling. The, yeah. You're not used to that because right, right. it didn't exist. I mean, that's the same thing with creeds and Rocky. Like, mm-hmm. Rocky didn't really, I mean, he had one garage band fight in the beginning of the movie where he almost lost. Mm -hmm. And then 
he doesn't fight until 25 minutes left in the film. Yeah, <laughs> when I first saw Creed. When I first There's saw only it, two boxing matches in this movie. Yeah, that happened to me. I was so surprised. Still a great movie, but And same thing Spoiler alert. Same thing with Rocky 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah, only yeah. one one boxing match in the entire movie. It happens <laughs> at the very end. With 25 minutes left, you're like, I just spent 2 hours in the build up to this fight that I knew was going to happen. Not a lot of people would uh um not a lot of people would deal with that. Uh but I hope that changes again. No, yeah, no, it's just the crazy amount of pacing that you expect from new media and then you go back and we're dealing with that with our children like trying to go back to these films and it's like oh the new teenage mutant ninja turtles trailer came out which is which looks like a lot of fun the animation looks looks great um you know it's obviously not made for me but it looks interesting enough where i would i would go and take my kids yeah yeah but we tried to watch 1990s teenage mutant ninja turtles after that oh don't break my heart and the kids had no interest in this movie as soon as they saw the giant foam heads they're like nope i'm out no (laughs) it's just had no interest in it you're supposed to make fun of it it's fun yeah (laughs) no and then i'm like oh guys no if we watch this and sometimes i can get them if i if i tell them there's like more like there's a series of these there's three of these and i'm like oh that's right and the third one they time travel and go to japan they might like that one i don't like, know like, no this isn't gonna work <laughs> i have no ammunition here if they're out on costumes for the turtles i don't think they're gonna like the time travel part no no i mean no one did but <laughs> no even time travel enthusiasts were like this <laughs> we need more time travel movies but not this one i was a kid when i saw this and even i was like something's wrong here all these japanese people in the 14th century speaking english (laughs) (laughs) that was probably the first hint yeah (laughs) oh my gosh anyway i i we might have lost our train of thought there sorry everyone but the point is mediocre films yeah what a dumb term to use (laughs) but i get the sentiment and i think i think even 2023 we're going to be heading to a year where that's it's going to be the same way like i do think we're going to be having good mid-budget variety so from now on, our the term mediocre is going to be used for films that only make up to $68 million. Anything above that is a good film. Mm-hmm. And anything below, what was the, what were the other, 80 for Brady? Which uh, did like he mentioned 40. a man from Uncle, or a man called Otto, excuse me. Okay, which smoked that. So, so anything between 68 and $38 million for the run of a film is considered mediocre moving forward. Okay. <laughs> Now, Operation Fortune was way below that. So it was bad. <laughs> it was bad, unfortunately. Uh, all right. I'll take that one. <laughs> if you opened it at your theater, you know it was bad. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Like I said, could have done well in August. Well, well enough. What was your pop culture topic for this week? So we can wrap it up here and I can put on my sombrero. This one's kind of an older story, but I thought it was worth noting that Kevin Feige recently suggested that disney is going to take a step back from unloading so many marvel projects both on streaming and in theaters i think that's also part of the reason why we saw captain marvel 2 is it called that or the marvels the marvels the marvels uh marvels i I think that's part of the reason why we saw it being pushed back from june to november so that way they kind of stop this continuation of feels like rush jobs when it comes to their movies and he's hinting he hinted at that they're going to focus on what is going to help them showcase like the most quality possible. 
So I hope that kind of happens because I'm tired of seeing uh, these movies that are supposed to be spectacles and fun events in theaters just become wasted time. The next for in the line. Yeah. 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 Which, Especially if these movies are still popular, then let's continue making them good at least. Which makes sense. I mean, they were in a spot where they launched Disney Plus right before the pandemic to the point where people were blaming Disney the pandemic on Disney because it felt almost too perfect. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna if be Onward locked... didn't release two weeks before that, I would have been You're going to be locked in your home. Also, we have this new streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> that is all of your fa- family favorites <laughs> because you're also stuck here with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it makes sense that they have chosen quality over quantity mm. and they had enough quantity during the pandemic to keep the streaming service going and refreshed and new but now that we're out of that it's time to move back to the model where they really put out what is the the cream of the crop as far as the theatrical experience goes yeah there there can't be these this run of movies that aren't up to par every movie that is opened and has marvel's tag on it should be expected to be one of the top 10 films of that year mm-hmm. without exception mm-hmm. because that's what they've built. That's what they've given audiences to, to chew on for the last 15, 15 years, years. <laughs> since Iron Man one. Oof. So yeah. Yeah. That was Oh seven. Probably maybe Oh eight. But, yeah. but it was like for that period of time, every time a Marvel movie comes out, I mean, people blindly go to it, yeah. which we've seen, which we saw with Ant-Man's drop from week one to week two. Like people just go, mm-hmm. So if you can encapsulate that and make it so that once a quarter we have a Marvel movie that is a solid piece of film, then yes, continue with that model. Continue to print money. Yeah. Because that's the only brand that is continually doing that. Mm. I mean, we have Disney animation is off on its own. Pixar Mm. is doing crazy things. Yeah. I mean, there's not, I mean, except for Illumination, and we'll see what Mario does as part of this, but you know, Illumination and Marvel are the two brands you can really count on right now to to do that. For sure. Don't screw it up. Keep it solid. And to that effect, this ties directly into my pop culture article, which Go was the fact that Disney via Star Wars, via whoever the whoever is in charge over there mm-hmm. has shelved we knew they shelved the the Patty Jenkins um Rogue Squadron yeah. film forever ago. Mm. To the point where they reminded me that we were introducing Kyle's like, I knew that was shelved 18 <laughs> months before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now they said they've uh, shelved a, a Kevin Feige vehicle that they were going to do with with this. Yeah, there was a report at one point that Kevin Feige was interested in producing a Star Wars movie. I forget who he hired to like write it. I think it was some random Marvel writer that he had, but... Um, that was about it that they told, and after a while, it kind of just seemed evident to me that this movie probably isn't happening unless if he suddenly starts taking over Star Wars. And I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen, but I'm not too surprised that uh, Star Wars keeps continuing to shelve movies after announcing them. Yeah, no, and it's it's quality over quantity with them, too, where they're it better start the, leaning towards the that. same model, because otherwise, you know, the franchise is going to be substantially devalued just as far as theatrical goes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of garbage out there, especially, I mean, Mandalorian keeps getting these rave reviews, but I've seen, you know, six 
you know, maybe 10 different projects come through that are Star Wars mm-hmm. that you don't hear anything about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they cost hundreds of millions of dollars to produce and actually get onto the streaming service. Yeah. You can't throw away money that much. <laughs> <laughs> like at a certain point, you must start losing it. But the other part is that um, part of that story that I read is that Taika Waititi is, was in talks to do the next Star Wars film after Patty Jenkins thing went away. Right. But part of his deal is that he wants to write, direct, and star in this newest Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> How do I you feel about that, Kyle? I don't know if star means like be the main character or just star as in being a side character. If it's a side character, I'd be fine. If it's a main character, I probably wouldn't really like it. Um, for me, I still like Taika Waititi as a director, writer. Thor Love and Thunder was a dump. Um, but everything else he makes is really solid to great in my eyes. So if he was still making this Star Wars project happen, if it does come to fruition, that's fine. But I I, I, I think we could have other actors be in the lead roles for these outside of him. I think I think it's okay. Side role is fine. You would think so. He's you would think with his history, he's fine being the the comic relief mm-hmm. and playing these side roles, but maybe not. Maybe he's we're gonna make all Taika all the time. I mean, he's a Star but, Wars story. He's buddies with all the Disney people. He got his Oscar wins. Maybe he's just like I'm ready to be the guy, the movie star. <laughs> Who is? I mean, I'm trying to think. Hollywood changes people, man. She, no joke. No joke. <laughs> is, is there somebody like this? I mean, other than I'm gonna bring it back to to Rocky again with Stallone, but there's not too many people that do this, right? That that have, right direct, right and, direct and star in big budget movies. Like probably, I was about to say Michael B. Jordan now. Yeah, but yeah. That's that, and that's that's not a big budget. And that's movie. a first. Yeah, that's a, a first in this line. But it I doesn't mean, happen very often. Very rare. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that if he's. I mean. I get it. I'm I'm as confident as the next guy when I'm having having a good hair day, and I'm like, yeah, I could be a movie star. Oh yeah, <laughs> look at this flow I've got right now. This <laughs> the salad is gonna push me up to the top of the list. What do they have that I don't have? Yeah, exactly. well, steroids, <laughs> <laughs> handsomeness, <laughs> good looks that last more than a day. Yeah, <laughs> last more than an afternoon when the light is right. <laughs> I forget who the celebrities were, but I did like see a picture of them like on the beach just scrolling by and I was thinking, Oh, the the production team didn't do anything to them. They just look like that all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the uh that's the fun, surprising aspect when you do run into a uh a a, a movie star an actor actor, yeah. actor and it's like, oh, they are like really, really good looking. <laughs> like to the point where it makes you uncomfortable. Like we're not bridge, real. What bridge did I crawl out from underneath this morning? <laughs> <laughs> That's why if I acted, I would have to wear a mask of some sort. <laughs> I promise I'm good how, looking underneath. How many, how many more prosthetics can we put on my face so yeah. I have uh, so I have an excuse here, guys? Later on the makeup, it's fine. Yeah. Others don't like it, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, but all right, I think that just concludes our episode. Again, we will be gone next week, but we will be back the week after, hopefully with movies to reveal and be seeing some good grosses from all the rest of the movies coming out. Yeah, Scream 65 and Champions this weekend. Yeah, big weekend. Shazam on the 17th, and then Juan Juan Wick on Mm -hmm. March 24th. Chapter 4. I forgot 
Yeah, they just put it chapter four after they gave the third one a subtext of Parabellum. That that was a dumb one. John Wick two, John Wick Parabellum instead of John Wick three, and then John Wick four. They should have just numbered them. I don't know the par. No one remembers Parabellum. No one knows what that word means. I I learned about parabolas when I was in ninth grade. Yeah, but I don't the know same anything. thing. <laughs> And All right. On, on that note, everybody, if you get a chance, enjoy your spring break. If not, uh, watch some movies, and we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks. All right, everyone. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.